Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of PA Pod. This is your host, James Newman, a PT turned PA student. I'm excited to share that we have another amazing guest with us today. Marissa Mitter is a former volleyball player at Anderson University here in South Carolina and a native Californian. She's here to discuss her transition from student athlete to professional student. Please, Marissa, thanks for coming in and joining us and uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your current school. Hey, LJ, thanks for having me. Um, so a little bit about myself. I'm, like you said, from California, um, born and raised there, played volleyball all the way through high school, and then got recruited to go to Anderson. So went and played there, fell in love with South Carolina, um, loved my experience at Anderson. Um, so then I moved back home and came back to South Carolina. <laughs> You couldn't stay out of our state. Was it just the fact that all four seasons are so nice here? I mean, I have that in California too, no, but. No, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> um, but the fact that I actually did get to experience some seasons um, was great. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you back. I know uh, it was good catching up with you again. And for everybody out there who listened to her, uh, you'll hear a couple of these guests call me LJ from time to time. Um, that was actually my name forever. My family still recall, refuses to call me James. So <laughs> that'll happen uh, hopefully here and there. And you'll know that if they say that, they've known me for uh, quite a few years. So just for anybody out there who's confused right now. <laughs> I don't know you as anything else. That's fair. That's fine. Um, so you took two years off, you were telling me earlier, before applying? I did. Um, so after college, I moved back home and um, had to get my patient experience hours. Um, so I got a job first as an occupational therapy aide um, and worked in a private OT office um, for almost two years. But then when the pandemic hit, um, they were closing and I was only working one day a week. So my mom, who actually worked in a physical therapy office needed a new uh, patient care coordinator. So she asked me if I wanted to make the switch. So I did. And then I was a patient care coordinator for a physical therapy office until I came out to school. Now that is pretty interesting because I know a lot of people get hours in various settings, you know, whether they're EMS or whether they're techs or aides or what have you. Were those experiences really that different? I mean, I shouldn't be asking this because I worked as a therapist, but I'm curious uh, from an outside perspective, do you feel like they they gave you two different dimensions of healthcare? Um, so those were actually the only sides of healthcare that I got to see um, besides shadowing uh, PAs and doctors. Um, my senior year, I was going to try to get my CNA license, but with volleyball and moving back home, it just never really worked out. So I just tried to get um, the fastest job that I could in a side of healthcare. Um, so it didn't really allow me to see the more medical side of things, I guess you could say, but um, I was definitely able to be able to create relationships with patients and be able to see um, patient care. That's the important thing, getting those hours. And I know there's a lot of rigorous structures to certain programs. So you get them where you can, right? Yes. <laughs> Especially during a pandemic. Exactly. Um, so this whole thing, really, I want to talk to you about, you know, your transition from being a student athlete. And, you know, that speaks near to my heart as well. As, uh, you know, as you know, I was playing baseball there while you were playing volleyball. And, you know, 
life was, was hard on us sometimes, you know, for you, maybe a little more than me because you were in there taking organic chemistry and I think I was taking biomechanics. So I don't think those really compare on the spectrum. Um, maybe to some people they do, but, I don't know. but um, you know, I, I do know that, you know, during your career in volleyball and watching y'all play, y'all did really well in the South Atlantic conference. And uh, yeah, y'all had a lot of, a lot of good moments and I believe some hardware in there. So, you know, just a little bit about your volleyball career. I want to shine a spotlight on that for a second. So talk a little bit about it, brag about yourself for a second. <laughs> Gosh. Um, yeah, my uh, volleyball career was amazing. Like I don't think I would have traded it for anything. Um, so I came in and I started as a freshman and was able to play all the way around um, in volleyball. Sometimes you only play like the front row or the back row, but I was able to be on the court at all times. Um, and my freshman year, we did really well. We made it to the conference championship. And um, for those of you that know the South Atlantic Conference, uh, we lost to Wingate all the time or wing it, as some people say, um, <laughs> and then made it to the NCAA tournament, um, but fell short in the first round. So uh, we really came back my sophomore year with a lot of vengeance, um, but then didn't make it uh, as far as we hoped we would. Same thing with junior year. Um, my senior year, we came back and won the conference. Um, so not the tournament but um we won the regular season so we ended up with a great record and um and a ring so that was fantastic got the bling yes um and you know i remember every year they gave this award at the banquet that was for the team with the best gpa and i swear you and the tennis team were just neck and neck and I, I think the baseball team might have been lucky to ho hoist a 2.9 or something like that. <laughs> you know, not an insult to baseball players. Obviously, we're very intelligent. Um, There's but, a lot more of you guys. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> but no, y'all y'all were incredibly intelligent, incredibly athletic. I remember watching y'all because y'all were such good supporters of us. And so going out and seeing y'all compete was absolutely incredible. And I, I have to imagine that competitive edge and drive has helped you get to where you are now. Definitely. Um, so I have to attribute a lot of that also to my dad. He was a baseball player and he coached college baseball um, at the University of Illinois and then in California at Loyola Marymount University. So growing up, he coached all my sports um, and really drove me to be the best athlete I could be. Um, so with that work ethic going into college, I knew that I also had to prioritize my school. Um, so I just really tried my best to do the best I could do in both the classroom and on the court. Um, but lots of motivation and lots of, uh, hard work. Oh, absolutely. You don't get to where we are in classes or have this opportunity to become a PA without hard work. And I think anybody listening can acknowledge that. So on that note, you know, kind of in your own process, you know, wherever it was in your life, why PA? And uh, when did you set that as kind of your career path and goal? So I actually started off wanting to be a physical therapist. Um, so I went into college um, as a kinesiology major. And the majority of people I knew, a lot of my friends wanted to be a physical therapist. And I was like, oh, everyone wants to do this. Do I, do I want to do this anymore? Do I want to do 
rehab all the time. And um, I kind of wanted just like a broader scope of medicine. So I was talking to my mom and she said, oh, well, you should look into doing this. Um, she worked for a hand surgeon. So she and they had a PA in their office. And she said, look into what a physician assistant does and see if that's what you would like. And so I did my research and I really thought like, wow, that sounds like something I would absolutely love. So that was after my first semester um, of freshman year in college. So your first semester freshman year. Okay, so you honestly weren't in the Canise program too long when you realized that, you know, really wasn't meant for you. Uh, and I think that's great, honestly. I, I wish that as a profession across the board, being a physical therapist, talking to other physical therapists, and now being in PA school and talking to physicians and physician assistants and NPs when I worked in the hospital, you know, it seems where everybody falls short is what you just said right there. That whole research part, the whole understanding of what professions that are out there. Um, I think you can acknowledge, just like anybody else, that physical therapy is incredibly necessary and a really great profession. But that Definitely. doesn't mean it's for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, being an athlete, I had been in physical therapy and rehab and I thought it was, it was what I wanted to do. And then I got to thinking about it and, and like you said, didn't really think it was the best fit for me. Yeah. And I think that's great. <clears throat> I have to imagine that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, after all that research and all that hard work, you're in a good position for the rest of your career path. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So um, we talked a little bit about your, your couple years off, and you told me a little bit about what you did. You, did, you said you shadowed some PAs. You said you shadowed some physicians. You actually got to work as a, a physical therapy aide and then an occupational therapy aide. So in those two years off, how do you feel like it prepared you for your current school experience? And then I'm going to piggyback and say, how do you think it's going to prepare you for clinical rotations? Um, it prepared me for school by working eight hour days, um, because I came back and I started PA school and I, I just remember after the first two days of actual class, I was exhausted. I did not remember what it was like to be in class all day long. Um, but you know, working all day, mostly every day, um, that, helped kind of transition back to school as if, I mean, if I was doing nothing, I think I would have been way more unprepared. Um, and then patient wise, I definitely think that will benefit in um, clinical rotations because I was able to see the patient interaction with the doctors and the PAs while shadowing, but then I was, I personally was able to carry that out during um, those jobs that I had. So I was able to make personal connections with these patients and, you know, be a part of not their everyday life, but I was able to see all these patients multiple times a week, every week. And, um, and I think that will be very uh, beneficial. I couldn't agree more. I think that that uh, patient, you know, face-to-face -face experience is invaluable. There's a lot of smart people out there who can't talk to others and, it's a that skill. so true. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and your application itself. So you're from California. You went to South Carolina for undergraduate school, played volleyball, were a rock star, went back to California for a couple of years, you know, really, really grinded, got your hours. So in your application process, you know, like 
you came back to South Carolina again. You know, kind of walk us through your decision-making process personally, because even in my own class, there are several people from that side of the world and everybody's got a story to tell. Listen to me, that side of the world, like the U.S. is the only place <laughs> in the world, that side of the country, um, you know, and kind of how that led you back to South Carolina. Yeah. Um, when I was looking at schools, I was looking... <laughs> I personally am not a fan of the cold, so I knew I wanted to stay on the West Coast or come back to the South. So I was kind of looking geographically at schools. Um, so like California, Arizona, Oregon, Washington, um, and then over here in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. Um, so in looking at that, then I was looking at the schools that were accredited so I had to make sure none were on probation or anything like that um, so then I applied to the schools that I met the criteria for um, and in areas that I thought I would like you know nothing wrong with that you knew where you wanted to be you know they talk about it in our jobs now they say you know pick setting or pick location, but you probably can't have both or sorry, pick salary, pick location, pick setting. You may not get all three, but you might get a couple, right? Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And to those lucky enough to get all three, I say hats off to you. But, <laughs> uh, as far as all that goes, you know, you mentioned something about the accreditation status and for all those out there listening who don't really understand that, um, there's temporary accreditation. And I don't know if that's exactly what it's called, but that's basically what the program gets when they first start. And they get uh, a set amount of years. It's two or three years of accreditation where their first class can come through, their second class can come through, no problem. Then the accrediting body, known as the ARC PA, comes through and assesses the program to make sure they're up to standards, up to snuff, teaching what they need to, getting the right examinations, and also getting the right feedback from the students and professors. Um, if that's not up to snuff, you can go on probation, like Marissa was saying, and that's not a big X mark on anybody who's in the program, it should raise a yellow flag for you. I think that's very important because you need to talk with the program director and decide whether that program is making the proper moves for you as a professional student and where your career wants to go. But if you get accepted into a program that's on probation and they have a two-year probationary period, as long as you matriculate within those two years, you are safe and you can sit for your exam. So anybody out there who's kind of on the fence or maybe gets into a program they're not sure about, I would highly recommend looking more into that on ARCPA's website and uh, making sure you have your facts straight and also talk to the dean of the program. They want to talk to you, I promise. Um, just, so, just so everybody's got a little bit of enlightenment on that. Um, so then you're, you're early enough in now. You told me you're on block three. Um, so you're, you're deep enough to know what the stress is like, but you're still early enough to remember that feeling right when you first got accepted? Like, what yes. was that like for you? Um, at first I was like, wow, I made it. You know, I made it to where I need to be to do what I wanna do. Um, but then also for my uh, personal experience, I was actually waitlisted. Um, so when I got in, it was six, five or six weeks before school started. So I was like, oh crap, I need to figure all this stuff out. I need to figure out where I'm gonna live. I need to figure out how I'm gonna get all of my stuff across the country um, and figure out what I need to do um, before school starts. Yeah, that's a, a lot of stress when you're traveling that many states. 
And honestly, yes. I was waitlisted too. I was waitlisted for PT school. I was waitlisted for PA school. And you know what? At the end, when you pass your pants, you're going to get a dash C just like everybody else. Heck yeah. <laughs> so kudos, you know, that's, that's sticking with it and making sure you're uh, sticking to the path you set out for yourself. Um, but that had to be such a relieving feeling, even though you were stressed, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I got the phone call, I was actually at work. Um, so I just quickly took the phone call and my stomach dropped and I was very nervous, but then was so excited. And um, I worked with my mom. So she walked in right after and I was like, Mom, guess what? <laughs> so she was um, I was able to share that with her, which was really cool. That's so special. I mean, your, your mom being right there. Oh, I can only <laughs> yeah. imagine. And actually, I think I, think I got that phone call because I was working home health physical therapy and I was in a pretty tough patient area. I think I was in a patient who had just had a recent amputation and I was doing a wheelchair evaluation and they were trying to get up out of bed and they were <clears throat> in a lot of pain and a lot was going on there. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of a rough mobile home situation, you know, so you, you're being as empathetic as you can. And I really felt awful. I was trying to not be sympathetic and be more of that empathetic approach. Mm -hmm. But eventually we had to take a rest, you know, for her um, and everything that was going on. And I, I got this phone call and I usually don't answer phone calls with patients. So I, I just excused myself because she needed a minute. You know, she she had to re recover and kind of regain herself a little bit there. And I got that phone call and I was like trying not to scream at the phone <laughs> to say I was so excited <laughs> and uh, I had to just keep it down and be like hey excuse me I'm, I'm actually in a patient home I'm very excited I promise I'll call you back please don't take me take this away from me <laughs> um, I promise I want to go to your school yeah, like I'm there I'm sold <laughs> but uh, it, it truly is a pretty incredible feeling but you know you, you're three blocks in and you said which block are you in right now um, so we are currently in gastrointestinal. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. So you've been through two and they were pretty long ones. I mean, including the intro courses and everything. So your time as a student athlete, let's, let's kind of circle that back in. How do you think being a student athlete prepared you for this experience as far as the rigor, the study, how do you manage your time? Like kind of some of those things. Yeah. Um, being a student athlete definitely allowed me to learn time management um, because, you know, you'd go to class, then you'd go to practice, and then maybe you'd have film or weights. So pretty much all of your day was taken up. There was not a lot of free time. Um, so I really figured out, you know, how I needed to study and when I needed to do it. Um, and that has uh, pretty much very prepared me for um, my time now in PA school. Um, I work out in the mornings at 5.15 uh, before class at 8 um, and then class pretty much takes my whole day until 4. Um, so that way I have all afternoon to study and figure out what I need to learn. Um, so that time management is probably one of the most important things. And then also just being an athlete, teamwork, effective communication, you know, we're in my classes, 34 students. Um, so we spend a lot of time with each other and um, we got as a, as a class, we got very close, very quick, but um, obviously personalities are different and you kind of need to figure out what works best 
for different people. So, um, so effective communication and definitely the, the teamwork um, aspect. I, I study with a lot of my classmates. Um, so that has also prepared me um, for PA school. I'm sure in, in immeasurable ways. And, and honestly, I'm sure people heard 515 and just cringed a little bit. <laughs> like they said no shot. But I do want to kind of follow it up and ask you about your mental clarity after you do that and how you feel because of the physical fitness you put yourself through. I would not mentally be okay if I did not work out. Um, working out and even if I need a mental break during studying, uh, me and some of my classmates will go on walks throughout the neighborhood. Um, so it definitely helps my mental clarity. It's kind of just a break where I can forget about school for an hour. Um, just, I mean, not forget about it, but put it to the side just for a little bit um, and just focus on myself and what I need to do. And then just physically, I feel better being an athlete I obviously worked out a lot. So um, it's, there's nothing better than getting a good workout in and just being nice and sweaty afterwards and feeling like you accomplished something. I honestly, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm biased again, my background and everything, but I, I do the same. I have to work out five to six days a week or I go nuts, even on mm -hmm. block week, even on block week. If I don't get those workouts in, I'm kicking something. So <laughs> I, I don't That's get angry. Sure. I get like angry when I don't work out. It's weird. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I have to imagine that's helped a ton. And I think you saying that, and then me also kind of being with you on that has to confirm to some people, Hey, you can do this. Like, I know grades are important. I know everybody wants to be the best and do the best, but if you don't take care of yourself, you don't take care of your body, you don't take care of your mind, you're not setting yourself up for that success. So true. You definitely need, I mean, I personally need those little mental breaks um, or I would not be studying as effective and I would not be being the best student that I can be. And you almost come back a little bit better after those. When you take that 10, 15, even 30 minute rebound, take a second, relax, then you sit back down and you're just, it's, it's so much clear or, or what you studied an hour ago, it looks like gibberish now kind of makes sense. You know, you're, you're figuring out you know, oh, that, that eustachian tube actually connects. There's the tympanic membrane. Like, I didn't understand this five seconds ago for whatever reason. Um, but I, I have to imagine that's how you feel too. Yes, 100%. I definitely come back after a workout or a little mental break with a clear mind and also feeling a little more relaxed. For sure. Um, so I got a couple more questions and uh, then – then we'll kind of wrap up here. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I want to say a few weeks ago, you know, I, I let an episode out that was my current study resources. So if y'all want to go check that out, you can. Um, but I kind of want to bring that on you because, you know, everybody's got their own set. Everybody kind of learns their own way. And I think we're in this together, as I said in that episode. So if we can help each other, I think that's incredible. So why don't you give some of the study resources you're currently using? Yeah, we have um, through our, so our school um, gives us access to osmosis and then through um, access medicine. Um, so osmosis uh, has been very, very helpful just breaking down in the videos and they also have their rapid review notes, I think they're called, um, which have been very helpful for me. And then access medicine has case studies and they'll give you kind of the vignette questions that 
the pants and everything is based off of, um, which is how our personal tests are set up, are the vignette questions. Um, so that really helps for studying purposes. And then also what I have found super helpful is the Rosh review. So I, our class had the option to buy um, either the didactic um, uh, version or, or piece of the road. Yeah, I wanted to say prescription, but that's not correct. Um, subscription. Subscription, there you go. I do that all the time. <laughs> I say that and my wife just gives me such a hard time. Um, they gave us the option um, to either do the didactic or clinical subscription. Um, so I went ahead and did the didactic subscription. Um, so that gave me access to a ton of different subjects. They pretty much give it all to you, but then you can go in and choose what you want to study and make your own tests. So in the different subjects that we're learning, I'll go in and make a test of um, just, you know, dermatology or just cardiology. And you can choose the number of questions and you can put a bunch of different settings on it. But what has really helped me is the learning part of it. So you'll take a test and if you get it wrong, it'll tell you why you got it wrong. And then it'll, it will explain why a different answer was correct. So that has been super helpful. Love it. I love it. And if anybody out there is not using those, I, I highly recommend everything she said. I don't use all of those, but I can tell you I've heard of all of them. And the ones I do use, like Osmosis, I love it. Uh, Roche, Roche, I, I can't ever remember how it's pronounced. Um, I use Smarty Pants, but I, I've heard great things about both. Um, so yeah, at, that, at this point, we've kind of talked about everything leading up to this. I don't know if you have any more to add to this, but you know, how are you, how else other than your routines, your exercise routines, your diet, you know, your, your little mental breaks, how else are you balancing your school life and your just personal life? Um, we as a class actually hang out a ton outside of class. Um, so we're all pretty close. Um, so if we have a hard test or if we just have some time to hang out where we don't have a test that week, we'll all go to dinner or we'll all go to someone's house and just hang out um, and kind of do activities together. So I try to do as much as I can um, to not think about school um, and then work out, like you said. Um, occasionally we'll watch some Netflix or Hulu shows. <laughs> um, those are those are actually probably my biggest mental breaks is just relaxing. I, I tend to watch New Girl a lot. I've watched it about two or three times. <laughs> um, so I'll just throw on, you know, a 20 minute episode and then I'll be like, okay, back to work. I'm with you. I love that show. And uh, I'm sure you enjoy it with a nice tall uh, glass of grape juice. Oh yes. All the time. Grape juice where it's at. <laughs> um, so that's incredible. You know, I'm, I'm super cool to hear your, your relationship with your class. I'm sure some people are lucky enough to have that and some are not. And some maybe don't realize that's what they need. So, you know, hopefully that opens it up to where people feel more comfortable. And I feel like they can use those study breaks because they're really important. They really are. We have some people in our class that like to study all the time. And it's like, come on, just hang out with us. Just come, you know come together, come to Vaughn's. 
I, I couldn't agree more. In that study resource episode, I kind of opened it up with a, a little bit of conversation about juggling the things in your life. And some things are rubber and some things are crystal. And you got to know what's important, what you can let fall. I've always considered grades and like I'm in 21st or 22nd grade at this point. So <laughs> I think I've got it down. But, you know, the rubber things like those are grades to me. Like that can fall. It'll bounce back up. I'll figure it out. You know, my, my social construct, my physical conditioning, my mental health, those are crystal. My family, my friends, like if those fall and break, I, I'm going to take some work there putting those pieces back together. Mm -hmm. I cannot agree more. Yeah, going into school, I had um, a friend slash colleague tell me, you know, it's, it's not all about the grades. Um, make sure you are making time for those relationships, for your family, for your friends, and your mental health as well. Absolutely. We can't take care of others if we don't take care of ourselves. Very true. Okay. So that, you know, that wraps us up, Marissa. I think that info is going to help a lot of people. I think your experience is unique. Uh, and I think that everything you said is going to play into somebody at some point in time throughout their PA school career. And hopefully those pre-PAs out there who are listening to this, looking for those tips, um, will have that same feeling of euphoria that you had that I had when we opened up that letter and it said, you know, like, you're going to do it. You're going to be a PA. <laughs> like, um, so on that note, I'd like to send you out like I do with my guests and uh, have you give, you know, one or two pearls, you know, if you've said it throughout the, the talk here, you can, but if you've got any kind of new information you want to throw in for either that pre-PA crowd, that current PA student crowd, like to kind of get them into the right mindset or what you've learned along the way, would you share those with us, please? Yeah, of course. I would definitely say for the pre-PA students um, to get your experience in where you can and when you can. Um, don't ever turn down an opportunity. I struggled with that a little bit because of volleyball and I didn't take advantage of my opportunities um, and my time that I did have over the summers and whatnot. Um, so really take advantage of any experience you can get because it'll only benefit you. And then on top of that, in the application process, I will just say um, giving your letters of recommendation to um, the people that you're asking them from. Just give them ample amount of time to turn them in and make sure you let them know what exact, what your exact deadline is, because that was one of my struggles. So just make sure you give them plenty of time to write those letters for you. Could not agree more. Even the second time through, I had to freaking stay on them. And they're great. And they're great people. Man, does that frustrate you and make you sweat a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, again, Marissa, thank you so much for joining me on PA Pod. It was awesome to have you on. And we wish you the best of luck along your way. And, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't even know what to say. Best of luck. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. And good luck to you, too. Thank you. Thank you.